I don't want to lose the message I'm trying to put out. Right. You know, so I, some which is people, uniquely yours. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, exactly. So because sometimes you get feedback from people and they're used to certain stories yeah. and they're trying to shape yours to sound like something they've seen before, and you're like, I, I know what you're trying to do, mm -hmm. but I know where I'm trying to direct yeah. these things. Welcome to the show, man. Oh, thank you. I'm yeah. glad to be here. Yeah. Appreciate so uh, give everyone just sort of a little introduction about what you've got going on. We met, I think, in 2014 mm -hmm. uh, back at the NC Comic Con, which was going down in Durham. Yes. Um, and so I kind of got to know you and your work and mm -hmm. comics and kind of everything you're doing here in the uh, Triangle area. Mm -hmm. um, but to someone who has no clue, okay. what would you what would you tell them? Um, I would tell them that I am, first off, Jacques Niem. Yeah. I am the a publisher of uh, comics and picture books and I try to create books for all types of people yeah. um, if you look at the world if you look at what I'm trying to do um, if you look at all the different types of people different personalities um, races ethnicities all huddle around near a Venn diagram and all of them merging together in the section called being human that's the type of uh, stories that I'm yeah. trying to aim stories that get the to the human part of thing. And that's why my um, publishing company is called Not So Super, mm -hmm. because I'm not trying to do stuff that are like capes and tights. I'm trying to create yeah. stories that, that, that kind of invoke your feelings of humanity and liking each other and not constantly fighting and, and trying to make us united in some yeah. way. So that's, that's what I try to do is create a variety of different books that, that cater to all kinds of people. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, we have a lot of superheroes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we don't need another guy <laughs> who flies or another guy who shoots lasers, but we yeah. might need someone who has a story of empathy or mm -hmm. someone who, you know, connects with a, you know, long lost child. Or, yes. You know, there, there could be all kinds of stories. And I think mm -hmm. um, certainly you can speak well to this, mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I think sometimes you know, you're out there making these stories happen, but sometimes people say, oh, a comic, that's mm -hmm. only for, you know, Spider-Man or yeah. this or that. Like, mm -hmm. what can you do with that medium that people maybe underestimate? That's, that's the interesting thing about it is that I feel like it's been underutilized. Right. You know, a lot of people have been used to Spider-Man and Batman and, and Superman, which are all great. I grew up on them, love them. But with time, you know, when you grow up out of it, there's certain things that you have seen mm -hmm. and seen the story a million times and you would like to see something yeah. new. And that's one of the things that I provide. Like when I go to convention, one of the things that a lot of people who come in and follow enjoy is the fact that my stories are are very grounded in humanity, but for some odd reason, it's things they've never seen before. I'll give you an example. Uh, my story, the f one of my comic books, which is called Not So Yep, I brought some, and for those of you who are um, listening to this, you may want to go to YouTube so they can yeah. actually view what I'm talking about. But um, one of my comic books is called Not So Super, and is a story about a guy who gets random superpowers. So I play around with super superheroes, yeah. but. The catch is he doesn't know what those superpowers mm. are. He doesn't know when they're going to happen. He doesn't know how they're going to affect him. And is the story and the journey is about him figuring it out and figuring out what's causing that yeah. to happen. So it's, I try to do twists and turns to the yeah. what people are used to, but I also try to to add some humanity to the stories yeah. and dealing with things that people really deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. So it sounds like he's got like the, the slot machine effect. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know what's gonna pop out. He doesn't out know what's gonna happen. That's wild. Yeah. See, I, see, and that's what I love is <laughs> like, you know, uh, with indie comics, mm -hmm. I mean, I think people 
first of all, I mean, you know, I, I can only speak from the film side of things, mm -hmm. but when people hear indie film, mm -hmm. a lot of times people say, oh, that's low budget, that's mm -hmm. this, that's mm -hmm. that. It's not as good as something I can go to, you know, the AMC movie theater, mm -hmm. the Regal, and go see. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why would I spend my money on that? But mm -hmm. then I tell people, like, that's where the stories are. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, exactly. if you, if you want to be, you know, smacked in the face with entertainment, <laughs> then maybe the new Avengers is your thing. And, mm -hmm. and I love those movies, yeah. but, you know, that it's a different type of uh, feeling that mm -hmm. it invokes. And so, yeah. And, and to speak to what you're saying, I know when I started, um, one of the things I always enjoyed, I always think, I enjoy thinking that everyone started off India at one point. You know, like, you love Batman and you love Superman, but when those first comics came out, they were strange things to people when they were looking for yeah. it. They did not know what those things were. They looked at it, it like it's ridiculous, a guy in a costume <laughs> saving. I mean, it was a weird concept. It does sound concept. ridiculous yeah, if you it's, think about it's it. It's a weird concept, <laughs> but it was something new and entertaining. Yeah. And, and, and it became this multi-billion dollar industry yeah. that is making a ton of money, but there's a lot of people with fresh ideas, just like those stories yeah. were at that time. And I just feel like, if you're a fan of the genre, a fan of comics or picture books or stories, you're doing yourself a disservice not looking for people who are creating new yeah. and interesting things. You're you are kind of not seeing the potential of whatever it is you're using. And, and and I think supporting those type of people is is very important in order to get new stories and yeah. interesting things out there. Yeah. So. Well, something I saw um, on your social media, you were talking mm -hmm. the other day about imposter syndrome mm -hmm. and kind of working through that. And that's yeah. something I have, I mean, I think all of us, you know, all our creatives who watch this probably yeah. all deal with it at some point. Yes, um, we do. <laughs> and especially like when we work in the kind of indie half of a very large, you know, sphere that is comics or movies, or, mm -hmm. and you know, you're seeing the big, you know, titans of industry putting out what they put out every, you know, week and month and yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, as the wind yeah, the opens wind. the comics yes. and the characters oh, come to life. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's like, it's like that, you know, I think we, we have to tell ourselves and, and kind of seek, you know, affirmation in different ways. Mm -hmm. And like, what, what's worked for you? Cause I know it's different for everyone. Yeah. For me, what has worked is finally hitting a point where I realized that I'm not in a competition with anyone other than myself. Um, when I initially started this off, I was looking at my peers and yeah. looking at how the leaps and bounds they were they were going towards. Some of them get signed to to Image and other yeah. places. I'm like, what is wrong with me? And then you know, some stories are right, and it's they're just not hitting the ground, yeah. hitting people the way I anticipate them hitting them. But um, with time, I started learning and realizing that you know, just as I said earlier, all of the people who ended up being where they are now started off by working and honing their craft and becoming better at it and focusing on that more than focusing on having a wildly successful book. Yeah, mm. they, they focused on their, their, um, their um, craft. Um, and that's the thing that I've been spending a lot more time is focusing on being a good storyteller. Mm. Um, and I feel as with time, as more people read what I create, I get confirmation by going to conventions and putting my story out there right. and then hearing the little kid say, I love it. Or yeah. hearing a grown up saying they read it with their child or hearing an adult yeah. just enjoying the book. Those, those are confirmation, but I've learned not to waste a lot of my energy looking yeah. at other people that that that's a lot of wasted energy because it is we all are in different stages and in different yeah. sp 
spaces. Well, um, one of my past guests, uh, Showtime, who hosts uh, on radio K97.5, mm-hmm. he was saying uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And, and I just oh, can't, yes. I can't agree with that more. And like, that is true. You know, I've thought about that <laughs> since we did that interview and mm-hmm. it's just sort of stuck with me. And I, I think about like, you know, we all hit those times where sometimes, you know, maybe a project we're making is taking a while. I certainly know I've been filming this documentary for like four or five years mm-hmm. and it's been on and off and we're finally kind of getting in the final stretch mm-hmm. and then I kind of get it where I think I want it but then I'll send it to some people for feedback mm-hmm. and then they're like oh that's really good but have you considered x y and z and then when I do x y and z I feel like I've taken 20 steps back yeah so when you get that feedback it sometimes puts you in your own head and yes you know you kind of start to worry and think is it good enough is mm-hmm. it gonna you know click with people is it mm-hmm. a waste of my time is it a waste of their time and yeah. so when you have that doubt I think it leads you to strange places as a, as a creative and I think it makes you less creative yes so I, I agree you know, I think you have to find like and I certainly don't have the answers like the whole point of the show is to figure it out and you know talk mm-hmm. to people yeah. um, and see what works and mm-hmm. what doesn't but mm-hmm. you know have have you seen like any instances where you know maybe at first you didn't like the feedback but mm-hmm. then you kind of digest it and you're like wow this is the best thing that ever happened oh, to me oh yeah uh, a lot of times a lot of times because um, as a creator I try not to always stay in my head because yeah. sometimes that's hard I, to first, do. because it's very very yeah. hard because that's the only place I live in. But that's where the ideas come from. <laughs> yeah, that's where everything comes out. But when I write stories that yeah. are specific to specific people, for example, if I write a story with a female lead, I want to write a story that is I have blind spots, and I realize that I may write a story from my perspective, but it's certain things a woman knows about mm-hmm. her life that I won't write well. And I, so when I share my story to a woman and says, hey, can you look at this story because, and just read it and tell me what you think. Yeah. And she tells me all these things that I didn't even think about because I was thinking of it from a male point of view. Right. I'm not even thinking that a, a woman would think about all this stuff while this is happening or thinking about you know all these different things. It definitely helps me become a better writer because then I'm thinking beyond how beyond Absolutely. my perspective and I, and I always welcome feedback, yeah. but I also in the same vein realize that I am, I am writing the story and there may be certain things that I, I am trying to convey in the story that gathering that information, mm-hmm. which is very important. I don't want to lose the message I'm trying to put out, right. you know, so I, some which is people uniquely yours. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, exactly. So, cause sometimes you get feedback from people and they're used to certain stories yeah. and they're trying to shape yours to sound like something they've seen before. And you're like, I, I know what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. but I know where I'm trying to direct yeah. this thing. So and, and, and it's also about like choosing who to ask. I've had this, you know, a lot mm-hmm. where I can show it to, really close people and you know like my mom is going to be very nice to me versus you know someone I met five years ago two times you know who doesn't really know me like that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they might be a little more honest Mm -hmm. with their feedback and so you know it's it's a different sort of situation depending on what you're going for Um, but I think absolutely taking perspectives into account is huge Mm because I mean I've I've done the same thing I've Mm -hmm. written female characters and you know I show it to people in my life who are female and Mm -hmm. a couple different people to Mm -hmm. sort of you know mix that pot up and see what people think and Mm -hmm. you know sometimes they're like yeah that hit great Mm -hmm. that moment was a little weird Mm -hmm. maybe maybe take that back to the drawing board and I think it's just about you know finding people you can trust and coming from uh you know earnest place of just saying like I want the character to resonate yeah I don't want it to feel jarring yeah unless you know that's the point maybe I mean sometimes art is jarring but you know (laughs) you know there's a intentionality to it I would say agreed yeah um so I guess like shifting gears a little bit I'm curious a little bit about 
the collaboration process mm-hmm. behind uh, your comic book publishing company and mm-hmm. like what you've made. And I know you write primarily yes. and you also work with a lot of different illustrators yes. on different books. Mm-hmm. So what is that like? Do you kind of find one that you click with mm-hmm. or does a certain person's style work well for one book, but then a different book you're like, I need a much darker tone or, you know, whatever. My, my process is kind of weird because okay. I reverse everything. Yeah. I have an artist in mind before I write. Okay. So any story I write, I have a style and a person I want to work with or a style in which I think mm. the story needs to be. And it's, it's a weird thing because sometimes when I hand my script to someone, they read it, they do not understand that the artist's art on top of what I'm writing is going to punch up the story mm. the way I, I know it's going to yeah. because I know how their action and how they work. Yeah. So I usually start with a knowledge of who I'm going to work with right. and then write a story that I know they cannot resist because mm. I've already seen their work and I know what they love. Work with what they like to do. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. so, I, so my story is kind of, I, I create something irresistible yeah. to them so that when I approach them and say, hey, this is a story yeah. I wrote. Um, would you like to collaborate with yeah. me? I know you already love X, Y, and Z. I know that, you know, I looked at what you did in social media and I know you're comfortable with this. Yeah. Here's a story that I think you will enjoy. Yeah. And I would say 90% of the time, uh, the artist ended up coming back and wanting to work with me because I already paid attention yeah. to what they wanted. I also pay my artists, which is very important. If you're gonna be a, if you're gonna be a creator, yeah. you know, either pay or ensure make it worth their while. <laughs> make it worth their while. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, a lot of writer friends of mine make the mistake of thinking that their dream project is somebody else's dream project and it's yes. not. You know, you have to make yes. it worth their growth, their their yeah. um giving them an opportunity as well to do something yeah. and and make it worth their time. That's a great like quote just mm-hmm. you know your dream project isn't necessi- <laughs> like just because it springs you out of bed in the morning <laughs> yeah it, it could be the thing people dread going to do so exactly you always have to look the other side of the coin and mm. i think that um you know i can certainly speak a lot of the films i've made i've either made for no money or super cheap mm-hmm. and so you know a lot of times i'm fortunate to find people to collaborate with and like film is such a collaborative medium yeah. like you have to have so many people involved mm-hmm. and so you know that gets exhausting but when you do find people um especially if you're not paying them i always say like you know <laughs> make sure that you know you're feeding them and you're you yep. know just like checking putting gas in their tank like yeah, you know as much as you can something. do like <laughs> and when they you know if it's an actor when they ask for the you know footage mm-hmm. from their reel i've sometimes heard actors tell me yeah i worked on this one short film for free and the guy said all i could get was like credit and like the copy of the film but like five years went by and he never sent it to me and i'm like how oh, do you wow. do that, that like horrible <laughs> yeah so i mean you gotta just like treat people well who yeah. collaborate with you if you're not paying them and obviously if you are paying them mm-hmm. like still treat them well yeah still treat them well and like i think know? sometimes the other side of the coin is tricky because people say oh i pay you so i can treat you <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's no, like, always. You know, there's a humility you should be working within. It, I totally agree. So that's what's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like I think people think comic book, you know, there's like a team of one or two and that's it. Like, yeah. I mean, there's so much more that goes on. And plus you're dealing with physical media and mm-hmm. like pages and, you know, publication mm-hmm. and yep. all that. Um, a, how do you assemble a team that you like? Mm-hmm. And B, maybe once you are working with that team, because I know you've worked with a lot of different people, mm-hmm. um, maybe if an art style isn't working or mm-hmm. if you can't get 200 mm-hmm. books to print by date, mm-hmm. like what, what do you do? Like how mm-hmm. do you problem solve and kind of course correct? One of the fun things about being indie, yeah. uh, for me personally, is that no one knows my due date but me. That's so <laughs> so I, don't, I don't go announce yeah. big things because first off, I'm a parent of two children. 
things happen <laughs> as like kids get sick, yeah. uh, my work, and I also have a day job. So right. my job, anything can happen. So, so I much. don't make promises. Yeah. The only deadlines that I care about is deadlines I set for the artist to ensure his own time, but the public does not know. So I'm very flexible with the artists. So I always work with them to begin with. But to set up my team, um, I usually work with a whole bunch of people that whose work complement mm. each other. Um, as I said earlier, I already know who I want to work with. So I don't usually have the problems that other people do because I already know yeah. who I want to work with. I know how long they've worked. I know their experience. So when I approach them, I approach them yeah. as the professionals they are. And right. so I have not had an artist that I've worked with whose work I didn't like at mm. the end because I always I do all the legwork yeah. before I get to that yeah. point because you do your research, yeah, do your my, homework. Yeah. I do my research, my homework. I also do tests. Yeah. Like I give you test pages. I pay for test pages, which other people don't. Yeah. But it's a commitment thing. If I pay you for yeah. your page rate for one page mm -hmm. and I pick the most complex page and I ask you to illustrate mm -hmm. that, if I hear excuses at the beginning, I know that you're not ready to do yeah, this. Yeah, you project. see some red flags. Yeah, and yeah. I and I don't proceed. So mm -hmm. I, I just ensure at the beginning. I do all the legwork at the beginning so right. that I don't have the issues at the end. So I have not had the issues yet. Yeah, <laughs> knock on, knock on wood, wood on everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. So um, so that part I've been pretty good on that. Yeah. But um, timelines and deadlines. I do all the the, the design mm -hmm. work. So I I'm a, a graphic designer by okay. trade. So I set up the books. I do. I work with printers. Yeah. I don't have issues there. Yeah. So being the writer. I can yeah. do the editing. So uh, most of it is me making sure the artists are happy yeah. and they're able to, to finish the work and do yeah. what I want. So I, I urge most people when you do the work, you have the power uh, in, in terms of you're the one who dictates um, when things are due, yeah. what the audience sees. So do not put yourself in a situation where you stress yourself out. Right. And and that's I, I, I at the beginning of this, I felt like I was, again, as I said mm -hmm. earlier, I was competing with everybody else trying to produce things. Mm -hmm. And I was putting myself in financial strain and mental strain, trying to make things complete at a certain deadline that I self-imposed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. So I, I know my life and I know how things are. So Creators. I make my life work yeah. <laughs> according to my life rather yeah. than stressing myself out. That's a great point. <laughs> I mean, like creatives, for some reason, we have this tendency to add stress to our life <laughs> where it doesn't need to be. Exactly. And it's like, why do we do this exactly. to ourselves? Exactly. And, you know, sometimes it's just excitement and mm -hmm. it's just like, I need to let people know now mm -hmm. or else it's going to be too late or some deadline will pass for mm -hmm. a juried thing. And it's like, you know, maybe someone won't see it. So like, I mm -hmm. get that. But at mm -hmm. the same time, um, well, and this, this is also another question. Like, it gets major when you own slash, you know, can control, like, the messaging to your audience. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, like, you know, I'm sure with what you do, you've built up some people who are interested. Yeah. Um, how do you, A, keep those people you already, like, attract, you know, mm -hmm. hanging around and mm -hmm. being like, all right, I'm going to get this, but, like, what's the next thing you got, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Versus also, like, going out and getting new people mm -hmm. to kind of join that crowd. For me, um, the biggest thing, uh, just a little bit of what you said before and yeah. coming into this question. The biggest thing is, I think one of your guests said this, I'm, I'm in this for the long haul. Yeah. So I'm not in here, you know, so I, I may have an awful year yeah. or I have an awful couple of months and I have a, an awesome three years yeah. or awesome one month that brings in everything, but I'm in this, in this for yeah. the long haul. So yeah, um, to answer your question, um, how do I keep people interested? I Social media has been amazing to me yeah. because I've been in it from the beginning. So 
the way I keep people interested is not the way everyone else. Everybody else keep people interested by their product. I keep people interested by me yeah. as a personality, as myself. And it's been years in the making, so people have been following me before I created stuff. And the content that I post mirrors what I believe in the industry mm -hmm. that I create. So what I believe is in is people being united in some front and people not stressing out mm -hmm. as much. Um, I'm not into the backbiting and being angry and looking at 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 celebrities or or people producing things and trashing what they mm -hmm. create. I'm in the mindset yeah. of uplift those who do the things yeah. I love. And I call people out. Yes, I will call people yeah. out from time to time when I see the industry is not moving where it needs to go. But I come from it at, in terms of I want people to like being part, be within my presence and right. enjoy my presence online mm -hmm. and want to find out what happened. And and what I've learned is by being that type of person, people actually come back to see what I'm posting. And, it, and it's not necessarily a product. Yeah. I'm just saying, oh, this is what happened this week. Yeah. Or this is uh, something, a quote that I love yeah. that I saw today. More or personality. Yeah, 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 they care about my personality so that yeah. when those moments, when I don't have anything to produce, yeah. they're there to listen to me. Yeah. And then when I have something to produce, uh, I, I tend to do very well that way. Yeah. And, and it's an extra layer because yeah. they've gotten to know you. Exactly. You know? So, exactly. I mean, people yeah. care about you. Not People want to support your product, but mm -hmm. more people care about, especially these days, people care yeah. about you and what you think yeah. and what you stand for more than they care about your yeah. product. Well, and, and that's what's interesting. I was just thinking about this the other day where, you know, everyone kind of has their brand and mm -hmm. like, you know, Twitter and Instagram and everything. And mm -hmm. like, you know, everyone's encouraged, like, what's your brand? What's mm -hmm. your style? Like, is, is, you know, you going to, you know, Olive Garden and <laughs> eating all the pasta and like being like, look at me with all this. <laughs> is, is that your brand? Uh -huh. like, who knows? Like, is, is your brand like, you know, making murals and everything? I mean, like, mm -hmm. who knows? Like, there's a million variations of that. And I think like, that's a well-intentioned question and, mm -hmm. and it kind of leads to some weird places because mm -hmm. I think if you spend so much time thinking <laughs> of your brand you stop being a person exactly so I think it's just important to like just inject your personality into mm -hmm. things like if you're a, an unabashed lover of Power Rangers uh -huh. like just be that own it like yeah. I mean I think when people like try to hide versions of themselves mm -hmm. and if they're like oh I'm in this industry but this other thing I like doesn't jive with it mm -hmm. why would you put those sides of you away because yeah. that's who you are that's like you, you know if you love that stuff embrace it own mm -hmm. it because I mean, and it calls people to relate to you. Yeah, and and and, and, and we are multifaceted beings, and it's, yeah. and it's when you're just I, I even you, and I'm sure most people when you go online and you see someone yeah. who posts the same thing all of the time. Right. There's a moment where your mind just yeah just shuts off, and it's like, okay, I Absolutely. think I gotta just to who this person is, and yeah. I don't care anymore. So Absolutely. so you know, I I'm I'm which, and I feel like um, I personally started off being the nameless entity. Mm. <laughs> when I started not so super, so I was this entity yeah. of one, yeah. and a lot of people looked at my work and they were impressed, but they thought it was unattainable mm. because I, one of the things I I pride myself mm. in is my work is high quality. Yeah, I have high quality artists. We produce things that are well made yeah. that competes with the general public. Absolutely. But the problem with that is when you're a nameless entity and people see that work, they assume that you're a multimillionaire or a big company yeah. and they don't realize I am one guy managing a ton of people. Yeah. And it, it's it. So the urgency to support and the urgency to care is not as high as when I, when I st change that narrative and, mm -hmm. and end up saying it's me. All yeah. right. I'm working on this. It's just me. Right. I'm trying to do this. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's the this. thing is like, I mean, like Indiegogo videos and all that. Like mm -hmm. if, if you're like, you know, moonlighting as a 
agency or a mm-hmm. company like mm-hmm. people are like oh you're fine <laughs> exactly I mean, you don't yeah. need this money like and it's like no just like if you're an indie <laughs> artist who's like working a day job and like doing this and that like i mean just that's cool that's you mm-hmm. like you know and like there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. and i think people we get lost in the sauce all the time and like yep. you know there's not one way to be an artist mm-hmm. and i think you know we forget that yeah you know and like with what I love, like I love films and mm-hmm. I love movies and kind of artsy fartsy stuff and indie films that are a little bit pretentious. Yeah. And, you know, like that's part of me, but like I'm wearing a Game Boy shirt. <laughs> yeah. Like I love video games. Mm-hmm. Like I have loved video games since I was a kid. Yeah. And like those two worlds could not be more different. Yeah. And you know, so like every version of yourself is like, you know, people change over time, but like just be the version of yourself that you are. That's mm-hmm. what I always tell people. Cause I agree. when you're, authentically you i think you're going to create work that's authentically yourself so. i wholeheartedly agree yeah. i'm i'm, I'm on, on the same same yeah. boat as well yeah. mm. well and and i think that's where the imposter syndrome comes cuz yeah. i think maybe it's a reaction to if people sometimes think like, Oh, I'm not being myself. Yeah. Like, you know, cause like, to be honest, when I started making films, I kind of tried to suppress like other aspects of my life that didn't have to do with filmmaking. I was like, I gotta be all in with this hand. You know, <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't do anything else. I gotta uh-huh. be, you know, working, writing this and that. And, and it's just exhausting. It, like it is, you gotta be a person. <laughs> and I just I honestly don't want to put on a yeah. face. Right. I just, I really don't want to put on a face. I like, I love going to conventions because people are like, Oh, you're the same way you are online. Yeah, yeah. I really, what you see, what I'm you just get. not that different, you know. Yeah. It's like, so I like it, and I like also being challenged. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid to be authentic because you get challenged on your authenticity. Because if you, and then I mean, like, if you're saying all these great things about humanity and you care and you're yeah. sensitive of this, and that one moment that you're horrible, it'll come back after you. So yeah. people are afraid of that vulnerability because yeah. you will be challenged about what you do. And I and yeah. I, and I feel as though... I am my honest self so yeah. that if I am challenged in my honest response, yeah. I'll be honest. I, it was not, I'm not going to run away from anything that comes to me because this is how I am, yeah. you know, and, and I'm comfortable with who I am and, and I'm comfortable with growing and learning and being and a different person. I, I think a lot of times as artists, we forget that in a way, I think that's our point mm-hmm. is to be vulnerable for you know not only ourselves to grow and figure things out that we're wrestling with but also maybe to help others yeah you know i think there's you know all kinds of work and like it can be you know entertaining and that's it you Mm -hmm. can just like feel good and like be like that was cool but you know you could also be like wow that like moved me and it doesn't have to be you know the space-time continuum it can (laughs) be you know something as simple as a story of like a father and daughter Mm -hmm. and like you know there's a million things and Mm -hmm. i know you've got like stories just like that and that's that's exactly what uh, at least what I was trying to do yeah. with Not So Super. It, it's I just feel like there's a lot of mundane things that people mm-hmm. are yearning to yeah. see and enjoy. And and for me, another thing that I, I'm really interested in is marginalized people being right. more included within yeah. create, create, creative yeah. endeavors. You know, I feel like there needs to be more, more people of color, black folks in sci-fi. You know, yeah. and I feel like, you know, like I wrote a story like, about a little girl with a monster in her closet yeah. and it, and it's it's interesting and it's it yeah. doesn't have to beat you in the head about race and all this but it's an interesting story yet i had things in there that people from within the community can understand but those who are not will enjoy the story it doesn't yeah. matter but it's infusing yourself and not being ashamed of doing yeah. that but also being able to create something that is interesting right. and fun you know and and that's all i want to do yeah. is it's make stories that people 
will enjoy, you know. And, and there's need for all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and, and exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like you can inf- and what's cool is that you can mix the tone. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be, mm-hmm. you know, super serious <laughs> message or you know slapstick comedy. Exactly. I mean, you can blend it, you know, and exactly. that's what's crazy and you might actually uh, reach more people that way mm-hmm. cuz I, what I love to do with like film work is just kind of make something that on the surface mm-hmm. seems really fun and accessible and silly but mm-hmm. then halfway through be like gotcha it's actually a serious <laughs> drama yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and like you know and like kind of incept messages where I can in there and mm-hmm. so I, I think that's super awesome man um it's okay to be human you oh, know of course. it's okay you know I have moments where I can't do nothing, so I just binge watch for oh, like yes, like three weeks. <laughs> yes, just because <laughs> nothing is coming through. So be human, like yeah. work with yourself, but also try to to look at, yeah. examine your excuse, examine yeah. why you have your excuse, and find ways to resolve right. it, not run away from it, because. Right. There would never be the stars will never align, yeah. and I always tell this to people: the stars will never align, no. never align <laughs> for you to be able to do what you want. So you have to, you have to, you have to create the time, create yeah. the the energy, be surround yourself with people, yeah. and do stuff that you want to do. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. that's that's what it's about, man. <laughs> yeah. Truly, um, mm-hmm. dude, this has been a fantastic conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I sincerely appreciate you coming on oh, the show, dude. Oh, I appreciate you t- having me on here. So I have one final question. All right, go so ahead. Go ahead. If you've seen the show, you know mm-hmm. uh, it's always what I ask everyone at the very end Mm -hmm. and it's just as a creative uh what's going on right now and is there anything you feel that you could be doing differently to improve your creative life Mm -hmm. or is there anything that you've recently started doing that you've Mm -hmm. seen benefits and success in okay it's a new year i was Uh, always a good time for that kind of a question first uh the second the last question and i'll tell you the stuff i'm working on yeah uh the first the the last question the thing that i've I've found that's very important for me is working on my mental health Mm. um the past couple years Social media, uh, politics, everything, uh, friends and life and parenting have just converged onto me and made me stressed out last year. And so this year I've been committing to spending more time like exercising, spending time with the kids, having fun and spending recharging myself yeah. because I, I didn't do it in the past. I just kind of just work nonstop, let yeah. the, the oil burn <laughs> and, yeah. and get things done. So it I've learned the importance of recharging. And that's something I've been doing a lot of is yeah. spending more times recharging myself and being more creative. Um, but also I have um, created um, a schedule for yeah. myself. I, I I I used to fly off the seat of my pants, and for the past yeah. few years, I started realizing that a lot that, of us do that. <laughs> I started realizing that you know it, it did its job for yeah. that time period, but yeah. now I need to do. There's I like had to do list. Yeah, yeah. Other, other things. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, I've been better at scheduling things, and also uh, saying yes to things like, for example, being part of this yeah. because I, I've been cooped up in my space and being able to do things yeah. like sitting here and talking to you. I used to avoid it because I thought it took me away from doing it. But this conversation helps me, you know, yeah. it helps Likewise. me and it, it adds to, it fuels to my, 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 uh, my, my creativity. So it's, Doing things like yeah. this, more of stuff like this. That's so the whole point of the show, man. I mean, like, I'm, I'm glad this you got something out of this. Yeah. I certainly did. Yeah. I mean, I know again, Likewise. that's you know maybe it's greedy. That's <laughs> half of why I do the show is because like it. All, I always feel better mm-hmm. after I talk to someone on the show than I do before. Yeah. Just because it's like. I got to connect on things that we were both passionate about, mm-hmm. you know, even if we come from totally different mediums. Yeah. There's so much overlap. Yeah. You know, and it's Agreed. like, you know, and I think like 
for a while the theme of the show started like it's hard out there <laughs> but you can do it and like uh-huh. you know we all know that message yeah. and so i think it's just about being more vulnerable and honest and yep. dude I, I appreciate you doing that oh, and coming on I, I appreciate you having me yeah, and, and for your last question um i have uh a series of books that I'm yes, working on I was right say, now. Let us well, know what you got cooking. One one thing is I have a zine coming out oh, in cool. April, okay. so I'm, I collaborated with a whole lot of fantastic artists talking about last year. Um, I just asked people to talk about their a snapshot of their lives in this modern era, yeah. and I tried to, and I told them no politics because I have a feeling just like mm. I just please let's not talk about the president and all this stuff because I know that the book is going to end up being like a hundred page of the same topic. So I told people, where is your life? And let's talk about your life right now and have a zine talking about various people from various backgrounds, talking about their lives from comic books and printed pieces. Um, I also have uh, two other children's books that I am currently working on. And I also have a, um, a comic book that, that is, being edited right now Sweet. and i have i just can't name them right now which is horrible but i am no. working on stuff so yeah. you've got a lot of coals <laughs> on the fire i have yes. a lot yeah. of coals but yeah. but the newest thing would be in april i have a, awesome. a zine they'll be out sweet man mm-hmm. um remind everyone the website people can go to all right you can find me at not so super dot pub not not so super dot pub. There you go. That's where you find me. Y'all go uh, buy some books now. Yes, yeah. please do. <laughs> yeah, help check it out. Me. Support. Um, <laughs> again, it's dope to see this happening mm-hmm. in Raleigh, in North mm-hmm. Carolina. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. It can certainly happen anywhere. So mm-hmm. I know we have listeners from all over, but um, yeah, it, it's just I don't know as a. Raleigh native. It's yeah. inspiring to see others, you know, doing this stuff yeah, out here. So, definitely. I yeah. want all my triangle folks know that we are creatives. There's plenty of creative. <laughs> yes. Watch the show because there's, there's so many creative <laughs> folks around here. So. Yes. And, and those outside of North Carolina know that we have a lot of creatives yes, here too. Yes, be envious. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, y'all, thank you for watching. If you would like, uh, please leave us a review on mm-hmm. iTunes, uh, Apple Music. Wait, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> we, we're not that musical. We don't have a musical bone in this podcast body. Uh, but go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, check us out, tell a friend. Thanks again, man. Appreciate right. it. Thank you for yeah. having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right.